1: I have seen them, and I know their intentions. I know who they are. On a number of occasions, during exorcisms, they have appeared to me. An attempt to intimidate me, to hinder me. They roam planet Earth in attempt to terrorize and to instill lasting fear. They are demons who manifest in the form of a ghost. That manifests in the form of a monster. That manifests in the form of a goblin. Who manifests in the form of an alien. Who manifests in the form of some kind of human, demonic spirit hybrid. Who manifests in the form of a night creature. In numerous counseling sessions, exorcisms, private and public meetings, we have heard some truly horrifying supernatural stories. That's why you need to be prepared to devil-proof your home, your life. That's one reason why I'm behind this microphone, why we do these radio presentations, why we do these radio broadcasts, is to reach you. To equip you, to educate you, to inspire you, to help you, to assist you in getting your freedom from monsters, evil spirits, aliens, ghosts, goblins, night creatures, aliens, and supernatural entities of all sorts. We are here to assist you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We need. To help you, we need to help you to devil proof your life and your home. So, tonight we're going to give you some practical advice, some suggestions on how you can devil proof your home on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. <music>
0: Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with another story of A Jesus Freak from The Voice of the Martyrs. The Voice of the Martyrs is still
1: sorting out an unsettling turn of events in Indonesia involving a 58-year-old Christian man who was convicted of blaspheming Islam. When Antonius Bowengen received the maximum five years in prison for distributing literature that allegedly spread hatred of Islam, the sentence was protested by more than a thousand people. But the protesters were not demanding a more lenient sentence. They wanted Antonius to be killed. To punctuate their demands, the mob attacked police with stones and set two churches on fire. For specific ways to support and pray for Christians in Indonesia, go online to persecution.com. What will
0: people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus priest? What will people do when they find that it's true? What's up, this is Michael Tate, with a thank you to a small church in a faraway place as they demonstrate what it means to be a Jesus freak. It's 1991, Canel Peru. Terrorists burn down their church and 17 houses, all belonging to Christians. Their pastor is murdered. Yet the very next night, 30 of these believers gather fearlessly in the muddy street to sing praise songs, worship the one true God, and even pray for their persecutors. They live by the words of Paul in Philippians 1:27. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel.
1: Are you a Jesus freak? Go online to persecution.com. i have seen them. I know their intentions. I know who they are. They're demons who manifest in the form of ghosts, aliens, monsters, supernatural night creatures of all sorts. And they roam this planet. They roam this planet Earth. An attempt to terrorize to instill lasting fear. That's why you need to be prepared. You need to devil proof your home. These devils want to hinder you. They want to terrorize you. They want to terrorize your children, your grandchildren, your wife, your husband, your grandparent, your mother, your father. They want to terrorize you. You need to fight back. Don't allow these things. To instill fear, to horrify you, to bring fear into your life, into your home. You need to fight back in the name of Jesus. You know, it bothers me when the body of Christ, when the saints of the living God, disciples of the risen Jesus Christ, do not fight. Do you not believe we're on the winning side? Or do you believe we're defeated? Do you honestly believe we're on the winning side? If you do, then you should be fighting. That's why at the end of his toward the end of his life, the apostle Paul confidently said, "I have fought a good fight." It's about war, warfare is about fighting. We fight against real evil spiritual powers, demons, fallen angels, territorial spirits of all sorts. These things are very, very real. I deal with them all the time. Just the past few days, I dealt with many, many people who had these evil spirits within them. I had to fight them. I had to battle them. I had to confront them. In the name of Jesus, I have seen them. I have dealt with them. I have encountered millions of them. I know who they are. I know their intentions. Their intention is to terrorize you, to destroy you. Now, they'll do it systematically. It could be financially, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. They will systematically dismantle your life, your family, your business, your career, your home, your property, your marriage. That would This is their intention is to destroy you. They are destroyers. Do you think a demon has mercy within him? Do you think a demon has has grace? Capacity for grace. Capacity for love. No. That is why they're referred to as evil. Evil spirits. They're evil. They have fallen. Have left the holy trinity they disobeyed him they disobeyed the father the son the holy spirit jesus said i saw satan fall like lightning from heaven from heaven satan has fallen he's been defeated at the cross of jesus christ he's been defeated at the resurrection of jesus christ we have the power and the authority he that is in us jesus is greater than he that is in the world do you believe that and if you do, then you need to fight. One way to fight is to ensure that your home, your life is devil-proof. Now, recently, my wife and I were involved in the exorcism that involved a young couple that indulged in the drug scene, the occult, and all kinds of sexual immorality. The young woman admitted to having two abortions. Both were demonized, had evil spirits, and were in desperate need of deliverance and healing. Now, this young couple that we were speaking with spoke of seeing a ghost-like figure in their kitchen and feeling heavily oppressed whenever they went upstairs to the extra bedroom. They gave my wife and I a tour of the home, and I, too, felt the heavy. Spiritual oppression the upstairs better. It was as if waves one wave after another of demonic spirits spilled over your soul. The oppression, my friends, was real. It's tangible it was very tangible and evil. The young couple also mentioned that there were times they heard footsteps, voices, scratches, and other supernatural strains phenomenon in their home you know obviously i began to wonder what kind of spirit was residing at that home to torment this precious family so while talking with the young couple downstairs i began to probe them both on spiritual issues this brought forth as i was getting deep this brought forth a spiritual reaction a demon an evil spirit my friends manifested within within this young lady it spoke to me It said, in a different voice, but utilizing her vocal cords, it said, there is another demon besides me in this home. I asked, is he the one behind the spiritual heaviness in the upstairs extra bedroom in the the name of Jesus? Yes! Confessed the evil spirit. Speaking through the woman, tell me in the name of Jesus who the spirit is, I commanded. His name is Sharon. Sharon. I wanted to to know the significance, obviously, of the name Sharon, so I probed a little deeper. What is the significance of the name Sharon in the name of Jesus? The demon spoke to me again as he was in submission to the risen Savior. The prior owner of the home was named Sharon. She had committed suicide in that upstairs bedroom, and he's been there ever since, terrorizing the family. The spirit spoke to me and revealed So, the suicide allowed a demon the spiritual right to enter the home. This demon, this evil force, was the one behind the strange hauntings and the ghost-like appearances they had been experiencing and seeing in their home. As the demon began to explain what was truly happening in the home... And the spiritual source of the bizarre activity, we began to witness some demonic activity ourselves in the home. I mean, we heard, my wife and I heard scratching noises in the hallway. The lights began to flicker on and off in the living room. The demons were attempting to hinder the exorcism. They don't want to leave your home, my friends. They don't want to leave your property. They don't want to leave your body. They don't want to leave your soul. They don't want to leave your finances. They don't want to leave your... your, uh, your children, alone, they want to stay. We need to fight in the name of Jesus. Don't allow a demon to stay within your body. You know, it baffles me. I I I, I don't know how to say it. It just utterly baffles me when we encounter people who have evil spirits and they don't want to deal with them. And they allow the evil spirits to bring torment and terrorize their home. They don't. They don't. They're not proactive. They don't fight back. And the demon brings hauntings and of all sorts and torment, inner torments in people's lives. And people just sort of just live with it. They they live with the demon inside their home. They live with the demon inside their bodies. I just can't imagine having that kind of thought process, attitude. I abhor evil spirits. I cast them out. I don't want to appease them. I don't want to accommodate them. I don't want to compromise with them. I cast them out in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And I devil-proof my home. And that's what we're doing tonight. We're going to be sharing how you, my friend, and devil-proof your home because you need to because these demons are looking to go into your home just like they went into this young couple's home they had rights and if they have rights they will go unless by the grace and mercy of god they will go into your home and they will torment you they will dismantle now at the beginning they're very intelligent beings my friends don't be don't be uh Deceived, thinking that somehow everything's okay, even though you know there's been doorways open. Perhaps you have participated in drugs in your home. Perhaps there's been prostitution, sexual immorality, pornography, violence of all sorts. Perhaps you have cursed God in your home, used profanity. Dishonored your mother and father. You played with the Ouija board. You cast a spell. You harbor deep bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. All these things, and there's hundreds of other doorways that could lead to these demons entering your home and your body. But the fact is, they're there. And What are you going to do, do about it? Are you going to devil-proof your home? Are you going to cast them out and then ensure they never come back? How do you keep your home safe? How do you keep your body and soul safe? If you're a believer, you know your spirit nature is seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, according to Ephesians 2 and Colossians 3. You know that you're hidden in Christ and God, as Paul wrote to the church in Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. You know that you're safe with Jesus Christ. You've surrendered. You've dedicated your life to him. But are you protecting your home? Are you being proactive? You should be. Because the demons are always looking for a way to get into your home. They want to target you. Because you're the one who could be very effective against them. To render them ineffective. They want to stop you. They want to stop the destiny that God is playing for you. And that is to walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. To preach the gospel. To heal the sick. To cast out demons. To raise the dead. To be a soldier in the army of the living God to do works of the kingdom miraculous works of the kingdom to set the captives free now in this experience that my wife and I had the demons were trying to hinder the exorcism the scratching noises the lights that began to flicker on and off in the living room they failed as the demons were driven out of the young lady We then proceeded to deal with a spirit called Sharon... ...that was manifesting in these ghost-like forms. We commanded it to leave... ...in the holy name of Jesus. And it did. And the young couple was never tormented again... ...by these strange entities in their home. Because they took some steps... ...necessary steps to devil-proof their home. I want you tonight to dedicate yourself to devil-proofing your home. And now I'm not speaking merely of theory... I'm going to be sharing things that I've done in my home, that I've – if you were to walk into my home and my property today, you would see that I'm practicing what I'm preaching. I'm not just sharing things you should do, and I'm not doing it myself. I am doing these things by the grace of God. You need to, to follow the example of the men of old, the prophets of old, the men of God in the here and now. I hope to inspire you, to spur you on to good works for the kingdom of God. Throughout the world, throughout the world, souls are being spooked out of their mind, in many cases, by these appearances of ghosts, monsters, aliens, demon-human hybrids, creatures of the night. In our modern day, an apparition of a dead person is also called a ghost. Now in the biblical Christian view worldview, a ghost is a demon who manifests in the form or takes upon the upon the form of such of a ghost in an attempt to instill fear, to terrorize, and to cause general spiritual havoc. Now there are ghosts that are that are that that are in reality human interjects. Now that's an entirely different subject matter. Or they these ghosts could be somebody who's uh, astral projected into your home slash human action as a human interjection and that's another uh, subject that I, I hope to to, uh, to delve deeper into in a future broadcast but in the biblical world, Christian worldview world, generally the ghost is a demon who manifests in the form or takes upon the form of such of a ghost an attempt to instill fear you know, there's indiv- millions of individuals who have seen ghosts. Millions. They've reported seeing the apparitions, which usually involve strange smells, extreme colds in various locations, and the displacement of objects. You know, some of these apparitions appear in some luminous or transparent form. And sometimes ghosts are often clothed in a period costume from a from a day in the past. And some ghosts have taken upon the form of a benevolent being. But don't be deceived, my friends. They're not benevolent. They're evil at their core. Did you know even Holy Scripture, sacred Scripture referred to, to ghosts in several references in several places? quite interesting you know the understanding of these creatures is an ancient one even the son of God understood the reality of ghosts when he spoke of their existence in Luke 24 when they were still talking about this Jesus himself stood among them and said to them peace be with you they were startled and frightened thinking they saw a ghost that's what happens when you see an ancient being you're startled you're frightened Jesus understands that But he said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. It is I myself. Touch me. And see, a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. So after Jesus rose bodily from the grave, he appeared to a number of people offering proof of his deity. In one instance, as recorded in Luke 24, a group of disciples thought they had seen a ghost when encountering the risen Lord Jesus. I mean, the early disciples, my friends, understood that ghosts were real. They were thinking they saw a ghost. And so did Jesus, for he exclaimed that he wasn't a ghost at all. For ghosts do not have flesh and bones. In fact, Jesus gave us insight into the very essence of ghosts. As he described the properties of these beings, Jesus made it clear that ghosts were incapable of appearing and being in true, I'm speaking of true human form. They include flesh and bones. For these entities do not possess, Jesus says, flesh and bones. Yet ghosts may appear even in in human form, but they appear without possessing flesh and bones for their very spirit and essence. They are driven to terrorize you. What are you going to do about these ghosts, these monsters, these aliens, these strange creatures of the night? What are you going to do when they terrorize you? and haunt i want you to know they've been conquered through the cross of jesus christ and you need to take action you need to be proactive you know removing these ghosts goblins monsters aliens other spiritual entities can be easily accomplished in most cases by just simply speaking these creatures and demanding them to leave in the name of Jesus. Now, sometimes they would like to fight, but oftentimes they'll just leave immediately. But you have to act in faith and be firm in your command. Like I said, there are times when they desire to battle. Now, we have weapons. Now, listen to me, my friends. We have weapons to combat these forces so you could devil-proof not only your home, but your life. Number one: play praise music throughout the home and property. Do you think ghosts and monsters and aliens and evil spirits of all sorts, do you think they like praise music? No. Play the praise music. Listen to me. I'm not talking about any kind of play praise music. Number two, mention that blood. Mention the blood of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus throughout the day. Verbally speak it in your home. I apply the blood of Jesus over your home. Three, partake of Holy Communion in your home. Remove all cursed objects from the home. Number four, remove all cursed objects from the home. That could be a point of contact for these beings. Number five, ensure everyone living in the home is walking obediently to Jesus. As my friends, it's very clear. Disobedience can be an entry point for ghosts, for monsters, for aliens, other spiritual creatures to enter your home. You need to devil-proof your home. Listen to me. Ensure everyone is living in a, that's in the home on the is walking obediently to Jesus by God's grace. Number six, continue to force these these spiritual forces, these devils, force them out by commanding them to leave in the name of Jesus. Now be persistent. Don't give in. Don't give up. Be persistent. I mean, utilize number seven. Utilize holy water, crucifixes, crosses, anointing oil, and place these symbols. Like the symbol of the cross in each room Dedicating the home to the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth I'm telling you This is the means how you can devil proof your home Those seven steps Are successful steps They're rooted in scripture They're rooted in the victory that we have in Jesus Christ Perhaps you're listening to this broadcast You've never opened your life to Jesus Christ You've never been born again you thought this topic was interesting. But have you been born again? Jesus says you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. If you haven't, just pray this simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I repent. I renounce the devil. And I open my life to you, Lord Jesus, as Savior. Now, if you said that simple prayer, just like that, email me tonight, j jay at org. J-A-Y at jbartlett.org. I want to help you. I want to send you a free New Testament. My friends, Jesus loves you. We're here to help you. And I bless you. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.